Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Stock. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode number 23 of Talking Stock. I'm Kyle. I'm here with my co-host Trey. On October the 24th, Trey, how are you feeling? Feeling okay today, Cal. It's uh was a long weekend. Penn State caught a cut a tough L against Ohio State and kind of woke up uh, a little sick today. So battling through that, but this kind of brings some joy to my day. So we'll we'll get to talking about some NASCAR. Yeah, yeah, I certainly feel you. I think I went through the exact same phase of illness after the Notre Dame Ohio State game. So um I feel you for sure. But we saw a really good race this last Sunday in Homestead, uh, a very clutch win for Christopher Bell. Trey, Mr. Clutch, all of a sudden, this is another round of eight win to lock himself in back-to-back championship fours. This man's a star. I think it's time to call him one. Yeah, this is a huge deal for the 20. Um, last year, he won to get himself into the round of eight in the last in the last race there, and then won at Martinsville last year to get himself into the championship four. So back-to-back championship fours. That's something that needs to be talked about because, you know, I think you mentioned it a couple weeks ago. Like this is like the final four in college basketball. Like you raise a banner for stuff like this. Like this is a huge deal for that team. Like guys like Kyle Larson. I know that Kyle has already won a championship um, and he has a little bit more of the quote unquote pedigree, but this is only, this one would be Larson's second championship four appearance. So Bell kind of tying him already, obviously doesn't have the championship. Maybe it'll come this year, but this is a big, big step in the right direction for that, for the 20 team there. Super excited. That big Christopher Bell fan. Yeah. I like Christopher Bell. And I think this is a big step forward for JGR. Um, I think they kind of cycled through a lot of drivers, specifically in that 20 going as far back as Logano uh, and obviously bringing a, a veteran like Matt Kenseth, you expect success, but they've struggled to, I hate to say it, but, you know, maybe develop young drivers who are successful and competing for championships. And then there's always going to be a car that isn't quite as good. So when you have Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, and Martin Truex, you know, somebody's not going to be as good. And those guys are Hall of Famers. But this is nice to see for JGR for the future. I think Ty Gibbs' future is also bright. But Christopher Bell is is poised to really take over that JGR star role. And I think he showed it. Um, this is a bunch of good finishes for him. Um, I think you mentioned he's now leading the Winston Cup standings as according to that Twitter account. So I think it's just time to give him his due credit because I think there's guys like we'll talk about Ryan Blaney, who's the fourth car. You know, people talk about him being a potential superstar. He's yet to go. So a guy that's been there twice, I think he deserves his kudos. But Ryan Blaney, the fourth car right now, what does he need to do uh, coming out of this last race, looking pretty strong to lock himself in to the championship for Phoenix? Yeah, Ryan Blaney had a great weekend in uh, Homestead, Miami here. I think he went in minus 17, and now he's plus 10. Um, so big pickup, especially after how the week last week started for him with uh, a disqualification coming and then NASCAR overturning that. So I think that, you know, big whirlwind of a, of a week for the, for the 12 crew, for the 12 fans. But he's going to have to battle hard. This coming up here to uh, Martinsville, not a track that you can uh, afford to to not be run up front with guys like Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex still battling for a spot in the final four. Yeah, I just think it's put up or shut up time for Ryan Blaney. 
he'll get to the championship four eventually. I think we mentioned on last week's show in regards to our younger drivers in the sport, the wins that Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, and Martin Trex are eventually going to be, I don't want to say vacated, but those wins are going to be out there for other drivers to grab when those guys phase themselves out of the sport. So he'll get there, but I think this is big for him, big for Penske, who's the defending champion, to get there. But as you mentioned, uh, Truex and Hamlin, uh, kind of the good, bad, and ugly for JGR, obviously going to victory lane, but two cars that did not qualify or finish the race, I should say, um, basically because of failure. I, I would say Truex was more because of damage, but the steering column just seemed to go for Hamlin, and you know that's horrible timing. But, Trey, would you say that was more of a product of the racing between him and Ryan Blaney, or was that just a failure? Not that JGRs had chronic problems, but was that a car failure? Yeah, it's probably just bad luck, bad timing. I, I don't know that we haven't seen too many of races like this for Denny Hamlin where he didn't finish this year. He seems to be running consistently like in the top five. So kind of shocking there. I think it's just unfortunate timing. It's possible him and Ryan Blaney had some beating and banging uh, up there at the front. So it's possible that that broke something. Watching the race, I didn't notice anything that was like, oh, that was a big hit or he got into the wall or anything like that that you would think would would mess up the steering column as much as it did yeah certainly an unfortunate break especially when we talk as we did on last week's show about the format a great season comes down to a steering column break at homestead with three races to go is certainly unfortunate for your championship aspirations but trey i saw a lot of uh, of talk on twitter and i don't necessarily agree, agree with it that hamlin was kind of out of line with his racing of ryan blaney i know ryan blaney wasn't happy with it necessarily but to me, that's what I want to see on the track. I want to see if you're going to have this playoff format where it's, you know, basically winner take all in a cutthroat type league at this point in the year, that's how you got to race, right? I mean, you're not cutting guys breaks. That's your direct competitor. And you're, you want to get that championship. Both of those guys, while their careers are certainly on different paths, have no championships. So you want to win and you want to get there. So as far as I'm concerned, that's what I want to see this time of the year. Yeah, I think NASCAR as a governing body got exactly what they wanted when they implemented the chase and now the playoffs and the the cuts and everything because you have guys that could have a fantastic year and now maybe they didn't have, I think Denny Hamlin finished 10th last weekend, um, but now he's he was battling. He only had a couple point lead. Uh, I think two points going into the race over uh, Christopher Bell. So every spot matters. This point in the year, it's not about making friendships. We got a couple months coming up here that they can uh, mend some broken wounds. Yeah, I mean, I just think that that's part of the part of the process this time of the year, and you want to see your stars going at it. You don't want everybody going home happy. And as a Hamlin fan, if this keeps him out of it, um, that car failure, and and if that. Uh, preceding racing had something to do with it, but that's what you want to see, right? You want to see guys going for it. So in my opinion, that's what you want. There was nothing dirty about that. It was hard racing. They both battled back trying to get that high line that obviously had a little bit extra momentum and Hamlin kind of won that battle. And unfortunately the car goes out from underneath them. Um, but that's, that's just to me what I want to see. Uh, but unfortunately puts both Truex and Hamlin in what feels to be a must-win situation going to Martinsville. And we're going to be at Martinsville this Sunday at 2 p.m. on NBC, where you can find it. Um, we've got two spots locked for Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson. 
And the cut line currently reads Ryan Blaney plus 10, um, Reddick below that at 10, Truex at 17, Hamlin at 17. Obviously, a win for Christopher uh, Busher would lock himself in as well. But at minus 43, he is definitely in that must-win category. But as we sit here right now, I did not say the three-car in the championship four as we sit here at plus 30 is William Byron, who more or less feels locked in going into Martinsville. Yeah, William Byron just needs to run a clean race. Um, thirty A 30-point 30 lead feels almost automatic uh, to get in. You know, max you can get in a race is 60. Um, so it would take a really good day uh, for a couple of guys, um, such as like Ryan Blaney having a good day, and then one of the guys that are on the outside looking in, get a win, and William Byron have a have a bad day. So a lot has to happen for for Willie B not to make it. He's been one of the premier drivers this year, so I hope that he makes it just from a standpoint of uh, he was at the top just about the entire season. So it feels legitimate if he can can compete for the championship. It would feel odd if he wasn't there, and it goes back to our issues that we had with the format prior where if you want to call it manufactured, I know I certainly would. I think that I think that when you take the cars off the hauler for the duels from that point on, it matters. And that's, what's great about motorsports as opposed to other sports, but we follow the line. We end up with this format, which I don't even think is as good as the first rendition of the chase, but I would like to see Willie be there. Um, but we should be in for some excitement at Martinsville. I don't know if it will be specifically due to the racing. Uh, track position will be extremely important. Qualifying will be extremely important. Having no issues as every track this time of year is going to be extremely important. But uh, I would say a key point to point out as well is you have Larson locked in, so that's kind of irrelevant. But Larson won in the spring. Martin Truex was third. Hamlin was fourth. And Ryan Blaney was seventh. So all of these cars have a solid notebook from the spring, and I ex- I would expect to also be very competitive when Sunday rolls around. So, Trey, are we in for any surprises, or is it going to be really just traffic and seeing how it works out? Uh, I, th- I think that we could be in for some surprises. We certainly didn't expect last year to see the Hail Malin, uh from Ross Chastain get him in and pass all those guys right on the wall. Obviously, that's illegal this year, so we won't get that type of excitement. But I think that there's still the ability to have some really good racing and the guys that need to run up front will be running up front. Uh, yeah, I agree. And uh, you just got to maintain a track position and hold on to it. There can be no issues on pit road. You have to be perfect. Um, that would be the case no matter what the format at this point, if you're trying to win a championship. So I'm excited for it. I don't know that the racing will be spectacular. I felt like Bristol was slightly better than the short tracks that had preceded this season. Um, but most importantly, for teams that are in must-win situations, they have good notebooks. And I think if we're ca- talking about potential momentum, Hamlin looked very solid at Bristol. I think that might bode well for him this weekend. So, Trey, uh, as we kind of move off of that and try and give our predictions for this race, we'll take a look at our season standings and how we did last week at Homestead. So right now it's 39-29, Trey, a 10-point lead. That seems borderline mathematically impossible. So I better be on my A game with these picks. We both added a point. For Willie B last weekend, it was uh, a, what a, a third place finish for him, fourth place finish. So he ran really well. Uh, we both had Larson and Hamlin, I think, too, that looked like strong cars that didn't quite finish up to snuff. But uh, as far as this week, Trey, who do you see going to victory lane? 
Yeah, I'm going to take the spring winner, uh, Kyle Larson. He's one of those guys that when he's hot, he's hot. And I know that last week he uh, he wrecked out kind of an awkward situation there with Ryan Blaney entering pit, pit road. But he had a super fast car last weekend at Homestead, won this race back in the spring, and he's carrying momentum. And I think not that this really means a whole lot for Kyle Larson, except for some some extra money. And at the end of the day, he can say he won another race. Um, but building momentum going into Phoenix could be huge. Yeah, always is. As for myself, um, just a pride thing. I've been pretty good when picking them this year. So maybe I can bring them some luck because they're going to need it. I don't see them pointing themselves in at plus seven, minus 17, I should say. Um, relying on Truex and Blaney to have bad days when they both were top 10 at Martinsville in the season seems difficult. So I'm going to say Denny Hamlin goes to victory lane, unclutch Denny goes to bed, and he's going to try and get himself that first championship in Phoenix. Pairing along with that, I'm going to stick with Truex and Larson uh, as my top three or five. Yeah, we. I think that we might have been looking at the the same stats that these guys had at, the, at this track because I also have Denny Hamlin in my top five joining Kyle Larson and Martin Truex. It's a race that they have to run up front, especially Denny and Martin. There's no other way around it. It's going to come down a lot to stage points. Being minus 17, that's pretty tough to make up. Uh, if you're not getting stage points and Ryan Blaney or Tyler Reddick or one of the other is uh, gaining points. Uh, so, But I think it should be pretty exciting and see a lot of battling. A lot of guys that we thought were kind of locks for the, for the championship four aren't there now. So it will be yeah. interesting. Well, if if somebody that's so low on the cut were to win, and you know maybe we do talk about Byron being close to a lock uh, on points, you know things can get jumbled if it's a if, you know just a little bit of damage and they're running in the back. You know, next thing you know, it's Truex and Blaney going instead of Byron. Um, this format is crazy. I hope it's exciting. I hope NASCAR gets what they want um, in that regard because at least it will be entertaining. Um, to watch visually, whether you view it, I mean, you can talk about an illegitimate championship or, you know, it's not, it doesn't compare against, you know, when Petty or Earnhardt won it, but this is, it's not going away. So if we're here, I want to see it play out um, in the most exciting fashion. Last year lived up to a great Martinsville race. Unfortunately for me, I was on the, the cut for that finish and Hamlin didn't quite make it. He finished fifth. So I hope that, Luck turns, and we see a really exciting race at Martinsville. It hopefully goes the 11's way, um, and I think it'll overall finish with a very strong day for NASCAR regardless because the, the format, the points, it is shaping up to be a very entertaining day. Yeah, absolutely. I, NASCAR has got what they wanted. They got guys that you would have thought should be locks, such as Martin Truex and Denny Hamlin. They've run super well all year. Maybe not Martin as much the last month or so, uh, but now they're battling. They're minus 17. That's not an easy, easy margin to make up. So should should be uh, interesting battles out on the track. Maybe we'll get some some uh, fisticuffs or something to really make it sport. Yeah. Well, if I was selling it for NASCAR, you've got two Hall of Famers battling a young star for one spot, three guys for one spot. And, you know, maybe it doesn't quite work out for William Byron. I really, I really feel like he's, he's safe, but because I expect them to do well and qualify well, but you've got two guys that know how to win races and more specifically know how to win races at this track. So I think it's going to be a really good day on Sunday. So hopefully you guys tune in. Hopefully we get a great finish. 
uh, and, and I'm pretty excited for it. So as always, thank you for checking us out, uh, checking out the pod. Make sure you go look at us on Twitter at Talking Stock Pod. We want to know where you're rooting from and who you're rooting for. As always, we appreciate your time and enjoy Martinsville. Oh,